in this episode of the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast. Even in the midst of the greatest grind, sometimes you get a phone call that just brings you high levels of joy. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, Bless His Heart. The name, Ken Williams. This Monday was both interesting and eventful. It began with a calm rise from a good night's sleep. I then got to school and conducted a very calm town meeting. Only to come out of that town meeting to find Ms. Henderson screaming at the top of her lungs. I mean, she was berating students about not being in a straight line. Second grade. When I walked over to the scene, I guess she figured she was already in the throes of a hell rant, so why stop now? So she continued. I didn't confront her right there in the moment in front of her students, but soon after I sent an email a few minutes later in effect telling her that screaming at students that way was not only not productive, but was in no way aligned with our shared vision for school culture. At this point in the day, she has not responded. Sometimes I think some staff do things to see if I really mean what I say. baby let's get into this damn so i'm gonna tell you like here's a peek behind the curtain i read the journal entry then i usually cock my chair back some and just uh reminisce go back to that time and then i sit and reflect on the leadership principles i want to share with you i kind of jot them down in a little notebook and then we get after it but i have to tell you after reading that episode out loud I missed one point that I should be making. I'm going to make it right now. And that is my leadership ego might have impacted that journal entry. It might have just a little bit because I'm both the person who went through this and I'm almost like an outside observer years later reading this stuff back. Plus I'm older and wiser. I know more and I'm just able to see things more clearly. And I can, if I go back to that last line of the entry, sometimes I think some staff do things to see if I really mean what I say. And so I'm going to start there because I know that's a little bit of my ego right there. Like that's like, it's almost uh, like I, I took this incident a little bit personally when In reality, when I reflect on who this person was at the time, she's not even wired that way. You know what I mean? In fact, I believe there's a past episode. It may have been in season one where there was a similar incident with a different teacher who, in fact, 
was that person who's going I'm, I'm going to test you. Not only am I, am I going to test you, uh, I'm going to I'm going to thumb like, you know, what's it called? Thumbing your nose, you know, just like washing my face with it. Like you you say this, but I'm going to openly defy this. Right. And wash your face and, and dare you to say something. This teacher, while she had really shitty classroom management was not she's not wired this way like if not that i would have confronted her in front of her students but if if i even looked like i was going to confront it she would have broken down right there in front of the kids that's just not her wiring it was um you know a, a part of it was her toolbox was not full and you know trying all year with that and i know a part of it was not only just classroom management issues but also planning issues and those things kind of feed on each other ironically she was somewhat relational it was not like she didn't like kids and she was you know relatively young as well but between the haphazard planning and you know if you read my book uh, ruthless equity she's what i would term um, a bag dragger uh, probably a level a level three bag dragger bag drag is a form of complacency in the book and it's got five levels baby i'm not gonna get into it anymore by the damn book anyway so yeah that was my ego but let's go back to the title of the episode leadership say do principle and you know this if, if you're a parent you know this and i don't say this to disparage educators at all but we this is not about educators it's about adults kids your kids you you can say stuff all day long you can talk about what you what's important to you what you're serious about what you're going to tolerate what you're not going to tolerate the shit you're going to take the shit you're not going to take but the bottom line is kids listen and then they're going to test you through their actions and sometimes it's not even conscious but you know i think we're all primal in that way where the words sound fine but I'm going to physically look for that border. I'm going to look for that that boundary that you say you're setting. And I want to see if you do something about it. That there is the say-do principle. You can say shit all day long. Folks going to watch what you do. Children do it. Adults do it. We're just bigger versions with better vocabularies. But we all do it. People watch all day long, but they're going to want to see are you going to follow up on what you say? Now, I already saved this episode with that title, but you heard the beginning of this reflection that that's not what this teacher was doing, but just the fact that she lost control that way and we were really clear about clear about that and our collective commitments and our vision for what we wanted as a school was shared. We've talked about this stuff over and over again, but again, as I reflect... I'm not excusing her at all. Ugh, she's just struggling, man. Just struggling. Struggling with a K. So, yeah, my ego got in the way a little bit, but it still pissed me off. You know, it still pissed me off. What I really think happened was. And I mentioned this in the in the entry. It wasn't that she was like, I don't give a shit if he's standing here. I'm going to continue to scream. I think she was all in. You'll watch those. uh world series of poker shows where the cat puts all the chips to the middle that's what she she was all in 
And so if there was any part of her ego involved, it was probably like, shit, if I stop screaming right now because he walked up, what am I going to look like in front of my kids? <laughs> and the, the way too worldly students we had, uh, I could see that being something that crossed your mind. You know what I mean? So I think it was more of that. Like I am already in. I'm already, I walked in on the 12 foot side of the pool. And so this isn't the same issue as a previous episode where I know one of the principles I got across to you was if you bold enough to defy our commitments, I'm going to be bold enough to confront. But it still does come down to are you going to confront it? You know, whether it was her ego or not, whether she was out to try to make me look bad or not. And I know she wasn't. The bottom line is, are you going to follow up on what you've made clear? And I've made clear about this stuff and, and have provided alternatives. We had something called an antiseptic bounce. Don't ask me where we came up with that. I think, I, I don't know. There was no Pinterest at the time. But anyway, if a teacher felt like they were losing control, like they could hold us like this little yellow plastic little paddle kind of deal. And if someone noticed that, it's almost like um, like a, like tag team, like like in wrestling, when you like you 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 tap your partner and they come in and they take over and stuff like that. Like we, it wasn't like I just said stop screaming at kids and that's it. Like we really did some coaching up around it and and talked about the benefits of it. And so, even though she either chose not to or didn't have or just wasn't equipped to have a bunch of strategies, she knew that shit. She knew it, and I had to decide whether I was going to follow up on it. It's one of those things. And look, I—I'll be the first to tell you, I don't look, I don't look for, I don't want the smoke, man. Like you know, I don't go running for it. Like there are people who run for that shit. I don't run for it. I don't want it. I want shit to go free and easy, baby. But I knew the position I had. I'm the school principal. And as a school leader, I think that one of the biggest responsibilities of the principal, one of the biggest responsibilities to understand is that you are responsible for anything that happens school-wide. Like, you're the only person that can make things happen school-wide. And so if I want school-wide compliance, school-wide commitment around, you know, a better atmosphere and affect in the way we talk with kids, you know, putting them on blast, blowing them up. We would talk about all these things. Then I got to follow up on it. And hell, it's, um, I'm looking at the entry here. I don't usually give you guys dates. Shit, it's May 1st. I mean, <laughs> we've established this. And so you say one thing, but what do you do when it's time to reinforce that? That's the question. And listen, the reinforcement should happen on both ends. Now, obviously, when there are times when I saw teachers really shifting the way they dealt with behaviors and communicated with kids in a way that was aligned with our shared mission and vision, the flip side of that coin is I've got to recognize that personally and oftentimes publicly so that behavior is repeated. But that's easier, man. We all know that. That's easier. That it's that that that's almost fun to do. It's the flip side of that. It's when you've not only got clear about expectations but set some boundaries around it, 
are you willing to confront that? Because if you're not, I'm telling you, everything you say goes to hell. You can forget it. I mean, it's, um, you know, you got a, a four-legged stool that now has three and a half legs. And the next time it happens, it has three legs. And the next time it happens, it only has two legs. I mean, you you can say anything you want. It does, Like everything you say after that is going to lose credibility. Unless you catch yourself slacking in that area, admit it throw yourself down on the sword let your staff know and then reset but if i tried to ignore that man in her mind yeah she's in a bad mood yeah the kids weren't in a straight line give me a break on that anyway but the real bottom line is she knows i'm not really serious about it she knows i'm not really serious about it and in my leadership i had to learn how to become more afraid of what she'd think if I didn't follow through than the discomfort of following through that's that's really the bottom line like I would just think about the outcomes and alternatives that's how I would get my things that's how I would get myself to do things that were uncomfortable like shit I, I told you I had a great night's sleep I woke up in a calm town meeting went really well and then all this hell breaks loose the last thing I want to do is like turn on a dime and start talking about you know teacher behaviors but if I let that go I mean not only did I hear it but I walked up on it if I don't confront that what does that say about me and my leadership and that's something you need to think about it's also going to help you assess what's really aligned with your mission and what you are really serious about and what you're not no different than parenting. You know, my wife and I had a bunch of things that we said we were serious about. And as life goes on, we realize, okay, we're serious about 90% of it, about 85% of it. The other 15%, we say it, or it sounds like we're serious about it, or we want to be serious about it, but we're really not serious about it. So it helps you reassess as well. But you know, this is more about dealing with the discomfort of confronting adult behaviors, which is a real issue in our field than it is anything else and you also know that those kids who are getting the shit yelled out of them that day they have no recourse they have no recourse the worst is going to happen is a parent may mention that uh, the teacher was yelling that's the worst but they have no recourse and so here comes that extra layer of moral imperative once again that you have to exhibit as an educator as a teacher leader as a school leader right because our clientele has no recourse at all. I stayed with my family in an Airbnb this past weekend, and um, it wasn't the greatest stay, even though it had a ton of great reviews and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that host wants to give us a credit, um, bent over backwards to follow up because he knows we have recourse right one will tend to will tell will tell 10 people not to stay in that place two you write a review and post it all these things like again our kids have no recourse so we have to have the extra moral imperative because as i mentioned in the book we can get away with shit i don't say shit but i mean shit you understand what i'm saying you can get away with you get mistreated at target you have recourse you get a, a bad airbnb stay you have recourse 
your food doesn't come out the right way, you have recourse. Our kids don't have recourse. And so we need all educators, but the damn principal and the system principals, you got to have that extra layer of moral imperative because confronting adult behaviors is typically mostly comes down to you. In a collaborative team environment, it might be a little different, but you are never gonna be able to escape that responsibility. So make sure that what you say is completely supported by what you do. Start with the crown. Hey, my book, Ruthless Equity, Disrupt the Status Quo and Ensure Learning for All Students is out. It has been met with phenomenal response. I know this is less than humble, but uh, I prayed on it. And listen, our kids can't afford me to be humble. This book needs to be in the hands of every single educator without question. And that's not about selling books. That's about impact. I can make you one solid promise when you read this book. You will not utter the phrase, this book reminds me of another book I read. You will not utter that phrase. Ruthless Equity is my defining work. It's everything I believe, everything I know. It will change the game. It clarifies equity, which has been pulled in 500,000 different directions. So pick up your copy now. You can find it on Amazon.com. Just search Ruthless Equity, Ken Williams. Or I've got a large amount of demand for signed copies. If you want a signed copy of Ruthless Equity, go to my website, unfoldthesoul.com. Go to the store in the menu tab and order Ruthless Equity from my website. You'll see this information in, in the notes as well. Lastly, for schools and districts that would like to order 20 or more copies of Ruthless Equity, I am offering a 20% discount. That's 20% off of the list price if you order 20 copies or more. To do that, go to unfoldthesoul.com slash bulk 20 the number two zero it's unfoldthesoul.com slash bulk two zero get your copy of ruthless equity today it is a game changer baby On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, we're going to talk about one of the educator moves that no matter where I was in my career, made me feel like I was running a damn preschool. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.